Welcome to the LinkedIn Branding Show, the podcast empowering women entrepreneurs, experts, and small business owners to rise up and stand out as they build their personal and company brands on LinkedIn. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the LinkedIn Branding Show. I'm one of your co-hosts, Michelle B. Griffin, joined by my other co-host, Michelle J. Raymonds. And we are another week closer to the book launch, Michelle. How excited are you? I'm super excited. Who's counting the days? Not me. Yes, me. Yes. We are We okay. are almost there. Tomorrow is going to be November, and that's like 16, 17 days away. How did that happen, right? It's just flying. Well, welcome to the future. It's already November here. So this is the exciting part for me. I'm going to get to the book launch first uh, and it's my birthday. So I'm definitely counting down. So no one has to guess what they need to buy me this year. It's very obvious. The LinkedIn branding book. What are you going to buy everybody for Christmas? The LinkedIn branding book. Do you buy gifts at Thanksgiving? That's something I've never really understood. Or do you just get together? You can buy a host gift. Like if you go to someone's house for Thanksgiving here, just buy them the LinkedIn branding book, you know, so it can come in handy multiple multiple ways. You name it, new house, you name it, anything, every event, the LinkedIn Brandy book, it'll work. So we're excited and we're going to be giving Michelle a special shout out on her birthday on this podcast. So watch out for that too. But Michelle, let's get all serious here as much as we can on LinkedIn Branding Show. We're here today and actually these next several episodes to break down not only the book, but to really unveil and unpeel the Brand Squared system. It is our signature system to help you really merge your personal brand and business brand to multiply your effects on LinkedIn. So what do we got for today, Michelle? So it is a four-step system. So last week we were talking about mindset. So knowing your reason, conquering your fears and believe you can. We've even generated a workbook for people to fill out so that you can get in the right frame of mind to really start to build your brand out. Because if you don't get that step right, Michelle, what happens? The rest of it goes out the window. So we don't even talk about it till we've got that sorted. Let's say we're in the right mindset. The second step in the brand squared system is we are going to move on to foundation foundation. And that is choosing your goals, building your brand and launching your strategy. One of the things I was thinking about when I knew we were doing this episode, Michelle. So when I was younger, my mom used to drag me off to Sunday school. And I remember we used to sing this song that was like the wise man would build his house upon the rocks and the foolish man would build his house upon the sand. We know how that all turns out. And I was just thinking, the more that you set up a strong foundation in branding, the more it pays off and the more you set yourself up for success. I think I was more along the lines of building on the sand. Well, I know it worked for you temporarily. Then you came back to build that foundational house, but that that's such a good analogy. And I use the analogy of foundation building too. You know, some of us rush out to get the paint swatches and the design and all the colors, but then we realize, but for what, what am I really about? What do I stand for? Who am I here to help? What is the problem I solve? Those are all major brand foundations. And I don't care if you're a personal brand or a business brand, it really works across the board. Now in the book, we really dive into the areas you need to cover, but you'll be able to download the workbook we're going to have some extra bonus content for personal brands, right? Because those get a little bit different. It's really about you. But we firmly believe mindset, of course, is so important. And then it's so coupled with the foundation. If you don't set those brand foundations, 
I think you just spin or you maybe get on LinkedIn for a bit and realize, oh, it doesn't work for me or you're not connecting or engaging. I know on the personal brand side, that's a lot of what I see. What do you see on the business brand side when people aren't set up correctly? Well, number one, we talk about choose your goals. And when they come to me, Michelle, and we're talking about in the B2B space, here's what happens. The first question that I ask them is, what are your business goals? So we don't even talk about LinkedIn strategy until I understand what the business goals are. If you don't have those articulated and clear, there is no point getting onto LinkedIn to try and drive towards that when you don't even know where you're going. Because what will happen is you'll go a million miles an hour in the wrong direction and have to do a U-turn and come all the way back again. And that's costly. That takes up time and other resources. And so we want to know what are your goals. now. That is something that only you in your business or you personally can actually say. So we've got a huge list. It might be you want speaking gigs, you might want a pay rise, you want to dominate the industry. There's all kinds of reasons that you might want to implement for these business goals. But that's where we start. We can't, again, like you always say, run out and jump onto LinkedIn and start just being busy, being busy. We don't know where we're going. Do you have similar with your personal branding clients? Absolutely. In fact, that is number one in what I say too. We don't know where we're going because it really in a personal brand, there's several ways you can go, as you mentioned, for a business brand. So that's going to really dictate and we're going to have to pay closer attention in some areas than others, but we want across the board foundation. So know where you're going. Okay. Absolutely critical. And then for a personal brand and a business brand, know who you are. Like who really are you? What are you showing up in the market? How are people going to know who you are and how you're different so that you can become top of mind and not just blend in, right? No one wants to blend in. And that's the goal with a brand to become top of mind, to have that perception that you want out there and to communicate, right? And that's the beauty about this book. We talk about brand as a whole. And then the next chapter is all about personal branding. And also too, we talk about some of the misconceptions. So we want to set your foundation straight because I'll be honest, there is some misunderstanding and misuse of personal branding on LinkedIn. Oh my God. I was just going to press your buttons and go, personal branding's fluffy, Michelle. It's not even real, says the salesperson. I know that when you look at the word personal branding on LinkedIn, and it's like something that really grinds your gears, is that it gets used for everything. Some people say personal branding is like a career coach redoing your profile. Personal branding can be so many different things on LinkedIn. And I'm like, what is it anymore? Like, so you always tell me it's not a fluffy definition. And the problem is there's not really one universal one, but we have our own in the LinkedIn branding book, because I think for me personally, spending two decades in sales, not marketing, when I started to learn about branding, there was so much jargon, Michelle. And I'm so glad that we included a lot of the terminology in the book, because three years ago, when I started out on my journey, I wish I knew all of that stuff. It was a case of you don't know what you don't know. I couldn't research it because I didn't even know it existed. Write the book that we wish we had when we started out and this would have really helped me. But how do you define personal branding in the book? Oh yeah, well, glad you asked. So personal brand is being extremely intentional and strategic how you want to communicate yourself so that you are visible, you're top of mind and you become trusted very good. Trusted is huge, right? <laughs> and credible, right? Because you can be known, but maybe people don't trust you. 
You could be known, but maybe you're not that credible, right? So across the board, those have to line up with the way that, of course, you are and the way people perceive you. The thing with branding, we do what we do, but at the end of the day, it's people how they perceive us. So we we 100% can't control that. But it's being intentional. We also talk about the difference between personal brand, the definition of personal branding, and reputation, because there is a lot of swishing around and all that. We set the record straight on that, which we'll let you read about in the book. We're not going to spill the beans on that. Not everything, right? Really important because I come from a foundational point of view. Like I get so annoyed and I'm going to get gritty again. As I said in the last episode, personal branding is not just a post. It's not a hashtag and it's not a font, a color or your personal branding picture. It's included in that, but it's just a part of it. So there's a huge foundation, which we're trying to bring across that you need to bring to the table if you want to be a true personal brand. Does that set the record straight? It sure does. And, you know, I'm sitting here with a big smile on my face, just laughing at how far I've come. I've shared this story many times about just basically picking my colors and I didn't even pick the font, Michelle. Like, that's the funny part. I said to the graphic designer making my business cards, I said to him, you just pick it. I don't care. It's your job. I'm paying you. And like, I laugh now because that poor guy, when we were having the initial conversation, and I recall now about him asking me, oh, what is the business and what do you do? The fact was, I had no idea. I just thought if I had a business card, my business would be real because every time you turn up at a job, they give you business cards. And that was legitimate. When I look back, I should reach out to Sebastian and tell him, I'm sorry that I didn't know what I was doing, pushed you under the bus. But it's things that in hindsight, I'm still not the same person as what I was two years ago. And even in the last year, I've grown, I've changed. And I think as a new business owner, that's going to continue for a little while, which is why I haven't gone really big and deep into building my brand um, and redoing a whole bunch of branding things because I'm trying some things out. I feel like I'm testing and trying so that I can work out what works for me and doesn't work. And I don't know if that's the right way to go around it, Michelle. I don't know if you build it and then you follow that path. But for me, it's a bit of testing and trial and error so that I can go, actually, this is what I like. This is who I like to work with. This is what I want to be known for. And I've grown into that and I'm so much more open that I care about people and things and I want to build communities. That wasn't me last year and I've shared about that. It was a hollow victory being just a company page expert because I felt like I'd left half of me on the table and hadn't given it across. So um, it's a journey. It's definitely a journey. That's for sure. Absolutely. No, you're doing exactly right. Now, there are people who you'll read on LinkedIn, they'll say, you don't need a niche, just put yourself out there, do whatever you want. And yeah, that's okay, I guess. But I mean, if you're there for business reason, you've heard me say the most narrow you can get, the better the traction. But when you're not 100% sure, like you said, get a little bit narrow, get down there, try it out. I did the same thing, Michelle, in the last two years, I've realized what I liked, what I don't like, what lights me up. And that's so important. You know, we always think, what do I want to be known for and who am I here to help? Absolutely across the board, but you've got to enjoy it too. Absolutely. Or you can't sustain it. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm going to say here, because my sales brain is just going, 
we don't go so niche that there isn't actually a market there that wants to buy from you. It's not about getting that narrow, that it's only people that are left-handed in the outback of Australia that want to do this, that, or the other. That's not what we're talking about when we talk about niches. It has to be viable for business and for opportunities. So if it's a personal branch, as I said, you might want to go out, you're looking for career development or public speaking opportunities or collaborations or any of that kind of stuff. It does not matter what the goal is but it has to be a niche that's viable. I've got to say being known for one thing, in my case, company pages has paid me back a million times over. And again, this is my next chance to say thank you again, Michelle. I think I've thanked you about a thousand times and I will probably do it another million times because if I just went broad and generic, I'd just blend into the background with one of the other million LinkedIn trainers. But now I'm the LinkedIn trainer that is known for company pages. That's my thing. And the other trainers say, go and see Michelle. She's the company page queen. So from that perspective, again, I'm back here to say thank you, Michelle. Of course, you were destined to be it. And I'm so glad you did stay in that lane and didn't venture off course. And it paid off very quickly. And we talk about that in the book. Like we write about your journey and what it did. If you're considering, hey, which way should I do? We really illustrate the power of staying in one good lane. And like for me, there's a lot of personal brand strategists, experts, consultants. And one of the things that I really realized this past summer is that like you, Michelle, I wasn't leading with purpose and impact. I just recently rebranded my entire program, my podcast and everything to really bring out the purpose vision of personal branding and hope that really sets me apart. Of course, you get a lot of influence, but there's an impact to be made. And that actually came with really working hand in hand with you. Not that I wasn't like that, but you just helped me really realize I need to own that. Another example of having power partners, which comes later in the book, I'm getting ahead of myself. But that's what Michelle and I do all the time. We finish each other's thoughts sometimes, right? Exactly. It made writing the book very easy because I was like, don't worry about it. I know what you're going to say in this. We've been talking on the podcast. We've been WhatsApping a million times a day for the last few years. I read all of your content. I know who you are and what you stand for. And I'm so excited that you are really leveraging that you're out to make an impact because that's who you and I are at our core. That's why we do this podcast. That's why we're doing the book and why we'll do things in the future. And so that for me is exciting. Once we have actually got the foundations right, the last thing that we're going to do, Michelle, is we're going to actually launch the strategy, right? So it's no good just creating it and putting it in a drawer because somebody I know who might be on this podcast with me is very good at creating things and putting them in a special drawer, never to be able to see again. Not saying it's me. Know anyone, Michelle? Um, actually, that could be both of us. <laughs> I know you did with the course, but I'm guilty as charged too. So I, maybe that's where we come in the same too. But yeah, you've got to take that strategy. You you have to take it out. And once you get it, I feel like it really ingrained you and gives you the North Star, which I'm talking about, your compass to help you get that way. And then you need to translate that into LinkedIn. And we, that's where I think the next step starts launching, but we need to put the strategy in place. And positioning is a lot of this too. So we talk about positioning, we talk about your competitors, and we talk about your client research, but all that goes into your strategy. Once that strategy is put down, then you translate that into your fusion section, which is part three and next week's topic, right? Yeah, it sure is. And 
the one thing that I've learned doing all of this branding, and I've learned even more reading the book, you know, because you shared so much great stuff. I kept reading it thinking the more that I nail this brand, the more opportunities become available, probably the higher price I can charge. And I'm going to stand out in the crowd and just be the go-to person for my niche. Again, my sales brain kicks in and goes, why wouldn't I want to do this? And I have to, you know, guilty as charged. I'm the typical salesperson in my career that went, what's the point of marketing? What's all that stuff that they do? Who cares about the colors? Who cares about the ads or all the other stuff that they did in the background to make sure when I walked in, I was backed by a brand. And it's a really powerful, it's like putting on your superpower suit. Now in hindsight, I see how the two work together and we talk about the power of two all the way through the book. It's our mantra so that you look for things. How do you collaborate? Right. And that is more powerful bringing things together than trying to go it alone. This kind of has really brought to light so many more opportunities for me, even though I'm co-authoring this book, it's made me rethink what can I do better? What can I narrow down more? And should I go back and revisit? And I think even I'll be doing the workbook so that I can have another go at this and set myself up for 2023 because it's a new year, time to learn from this year and the year before and really set that line in the sand about what my goals are for the coming years. Again, excited. I need a swear jar, I think, for every time I say excited, I should put some money in. And I did say last week I was going to find another word and I didn't. So I I should pay twice. Well, I'm guilty of that too. I was supposed to find you some better words. We were busy in the last minute on the book, but uh, we'll get there. But no, this is another perfect time for this book. It's right around the holidays when we kind of all take off a little bit. And this is the perfect time to set yourself up for next year. And the workbook is going to be a really handy guide for that. So with that being said, Michelle, we're nearing the time where we, of course, thank everybody for their support. And if you do like this episode, we would so appreciate if you could give us a ranking and a review on Apple Podcasts because it does help us really get out there to more people. And that is our goal as impact-driven personal brand and business branders. But we also promise you every episode that we have an action item. So Michelle, you go first this episode, please, and tell us your action item. I was just thinking about my actionable tip because I knew that this part was coming. And I think the actionable tip is Go away and write down what your ideal customer would look like. You know, describe them. Or maybe there's some customers that you've worked with. They can look back and go, they were my favorites. If I had a dream business, they're my dream client. And write about them in some detail because I think the more that you can start to understand who they are, I'm sure, Michelle, you're going to say that there's some bits that come before that. But I'm always, you know, my sales brain's always like, who can I sell to? But I think the more that you understand them and have them in your mind, you can build backwards from there. So for me, start to get clear. If you're building a dream business and you want dream clients, what do they look like? Get clear around that. I think that's so perfect because I call myself a people first marketer and brander, and that's why I do personal branding. But you know, the personal brander in me is going to say, I would love you to start thinking about what makes you 
you because this is the problem. And this is why I do what I do. It is so hard for us to see, as they say, the label of the jar we're in, right? Or the frame of the picture we're in. It is hard. So I have two little things I'm going to tell you that you can start. Now, you don't have to do the paid version of this. I will say in July, I finally took the Clifton Strengths test after being told about it for years. And I will tell you that changed a lot for me. It made me realize why I do and really resonate with the things I do. Now, that is a paid one, but there are two other ones that you can go and take, and we'll put the link in the show notes that kind of starts getting you ideas on who you are or what, what makes you tick. Now, one of those is the high five test. And another one of those is the 16 personalities test. And those are two really good free versions of personality tests. Now, some people are like personality tests, put me in a box and that's not me. No, 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 no. That's not why they're here. And we're not going to live on and breathe them like horoscopes. They're just clues. We're just looking for little clues because at the end of the day, you want to know who you are internally. So you can do that external clarity, as Michelle says, on your customer and then translate it into your professional clarity, which is your positioning. Those two go hand in hand. So we'll put those in the show notes, but that is my tip to do some quick little sleuthing on who you are as a personal brand. One of the clues anyway. Yeah. And I think you need to take some time out, you know, take yourself away. Sometimes we get so busy working in our business. So this is our request to you. Go and take some time for yourself to work on you and on your business so that you can, again, as we say, really set yourself up for next year. Michelle, that's us done. We're another week closer to the book launching. Presale is available, but again, 18th of November in Australia, 17th of November in the US is when it becomes available. And we cannot wait to get it out there. We cannot wait. And for our book reading friends who do like the paper version on the day it releases, we will also have a paperback version. So we haven't forgotten you. It will be coming. So just to put that out there too. Yeah. And the cool part is like you order it on that day and normally Amazon delivers it the day after or at most the day after that. Like it is crazy how fast it comes. So don't think you're going to miss out. But again, we put a request in there. When you do get the book, make sure you take a photo and tag us in it because I'm looking forward to seeing where this book shows up in the world. That is my favorite part about when we wrote Business Gold is where exactly in the world will the book show up? Yeah, Michelle, that's us done for this week. Absolutely. And we'll be putting those pictures on our business page too. So don't you worry about that. All right, everybody. Until next week, keep putting yourself out there. You have a brand to build, a business to grow, and people to impact. We'll catch you soon. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in today. You know, more women like you need to be out there on LinkedIn building their personal and company brands. We would be so honored if you could leave us a five-star rating and review so we can connect with more women and reach more people. That's it for this week. So until next time, connect with us on LinkedIn and keep putting yourself out there.